Good morning. As Pastor Dave mentioned in the beginning of our worship service today, my name is Pastor Emily Carson. I serve on the staff of the Office of the Bishop of the Southeastern Minnesota Synod, and I bring you greetings of compassion and peace today on behalf of Bishop Regina Hassanali and our staff and also our Synod Council. Uh, You are a community of faith who has been through a lot in the past week with tragic losses and other uncertainties. And we want to communicate to you that we are holding you in our prayers and also that we are here to provide care and support in whatever ways are helpful as you feel whatever you feel today. And whatever feelings come up in the days and weeks and months ahead, please know that we care for you and that we're here to accompany you on the journey. Thanks be to God that in this life, We get to feel what we actually feel, and we don't have to pretend, especially here and especially now. God welcomes us as our whole selves in grief, in loss, in uncertainty, in hope, in exhaustion, in joy, in sorrow, whatever the emotions that you are navigating today. God loves you and accepts you exactly as you are. St. John's Lutheran Church in Casson is one of 167 congregations in our southeastern Minnesota Synod. If you've ever wondered what is a synod, the synod is all of us. It's all 167 congregations. It's our two campus ministries, which we have in Winona and Mankato. And it's also five South Sudanese worshiping communities. And our staff. We have a staff of nine people. And together, we are following Jesus into a changing world. It's also interesting to note that our Southeastern Minnesota Synod is one of 65 synods in our denomination. And the name of the denomination is the ELCA, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. We're church together, and we're church together for the sake of the world. The word synod is an interesting word that we don't really get to use on any other occasion. The word synod means walking together. At our best, that's what we're doing. We're walking together amidst the complexities of life. We listen, we support, we learn, we grow, and together as congregations and specialized ministries, as synods and as our partners at Churchwide, we journey together through life, supporting one another. I'm here today primarily to thank you for your partnership in ministry. Thank you for being one of the congregations in our synod. Thank you for the ways that you are compassionate and generous within the walls of this church and outside the walls of this church. I'm here today to hear stories about what the Spirit of God is doing in your midst, and it has been a gift to do that during the first service and during our coffee hour today. And now, after our second service, I look forward to hearing stories from you then as well. As of Wednesday, we have entered into a new season of the church year. It's called Lent. It's a time of reflection and intentionality. It's the time of the year in which we are preparing our hearts for the joys of Easter. But rather than skip ahead to the joys of the resurrection— We have these 40 days, which are a gift of time. During these days of Lent, we avoid pretending that everything is rainbows and sunshine, 
And instead, we spend 40 days acknowledging that life is sometimes very complicated and hard and unpredictable and exhausting. The 40 days of Lent remind us of Jesus' temptation for 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness. And that was our gospel reading for today. Lent started on Wednesday with Ash Wednesday, which is the annual reminder of our mortality. On Ash Wednesday, every year, we acknowledge collectively as a community that life is broken and messy and that none of us knows how to do it perfectly. So rather than try to do it perfectly, we decide instead to do it together, to navigate the complexities of life together. And this season of Lent, which started on Ash Wednesday, will take us all the way to Easter. Today's gospel reading with Jesus in the wilderness is a story of exhaustion upon exhaustion. It starts out with the information that Jesus has just spent 40 days and 40 nights fasting. This gospel reading from Matthew chapter 4 is really early on in Jesus' public ministry. He's just been baptized by John, and now he's out in the wilderness. And for a month and a half, he's in this time of fasting and isolation. And then we hear about this temptation, these three different temptations from the devil. It's a time of waiting and wondering and exhaustion. And then, in our gospel reading for today, in verse 11, Matthew tells us that suddenly, after all that exhaustion, suddenly there are angels who wait on Jesus and attend to his needs. These angels come without request. They make no requirements of Jesus. Instead, they just show up. They meet him in his time of need, and they serve and accompany him. Matthew was originally written in Greek. And in the Greek language, the word that we translate in English as wait on, the angels waited on Jesus, in Greek that word is diakoneo. The word has some really beautiful meanings. So the angels diakoneoed Jesus. And what that means is that they served him, they provided supplies for him, they cared for him, and they paid attention to him in a personal way. That's what that word means. This is what the angels were doing for Jesus, and this is what Jesus does for us. This is also what we do for each other. When I think of what it means to be church, not to go to church, but to be church, when I think of what it means to be church, I think about these angels and the way that they attended Jesus. I think about the ways that these angels entered into his exhaustion and isolation and hunger, and they brought care and attention in a personal way. This is what it means to be church for each other. This is what it means to be the people of God for each other today. This is who we are, and we believe that we are better together. In the ELCA, in our denomination, there are three different expressions, and these expressions come together in really beautiful ways. There are congregations and specialized ministries, so that's congregations like St. John's. There are synods, and there are our partners at Churchwide. 
There are about 3.4 million people in the ELCA, 9,300 congregations. Within and between every expression of our church, we encounter people ministering to other people, people showing up for each other, people acting on behalf of God with ways of love and care and concern. One of the gifts of my current position on our staff is that I feel like I have a front row seat to all the ways that people are showing up for each other and being church. And so I want to share a few of those stories with you just as I will share your stories with the congregations throughout our synod, because we are church together. So when something beautiful is happening in one place in our synod, it's for all of us to celebrate. And when something difficult is happening in the life of one of our congregations, we all grieve collectively as well. So here's what the Spirit of God is up to throughout your church, the ELCA. There's a ministry in Mankato called Connections. And it's a great example of people ministering to other people. A couple of years ago, some pastors got together and acknowledged a reality. Homelessness was a real issue in Mankato, and there were not ways to address it. So a pastor from Bethlehem Lutheran Church and Centenary Methodist Church sat down together and did some dreaming. And they said, what would it look like to figure out a way to provide food and shelter for people experiencing homelessness in Mankato? Fast forward a couple of months, and they'd brought together more than 16 congregations. Now, Connections Ministry has a permanent location. They're serving more than 100 people a year, 25 people every night, with hospitality and care and concern. There aren't requirements. There aren't judgments. Instead, it's just people being church for other people. When I think about what it means to be church for each other, I also think about a conference I was at last week. So there were people from new congregations all over the country that gathered together in California, and they were there to celebrate the ways the Spirit of God is moving through new ministries. While we were there, a woman got some terrible news. She, lives in, she lived in Madagascar, but had moved to this country several years ago and hadn't yet been home. And she received news while we were at the conference that her father had passed away. It was so beautiful to witness the ways that the conference really came to a halt. And everyone took a moment to pray collectively for this woman, for her family, and for all who were grieving. Then, a few moments later, someone spontaneously lifted up the idea, um, what would it be like to take an offering to help this woman get back to her family in Madagascar for the funeral? And that's exactly what happened. People showing up for other people, being church for one another. I also think of congregations in our own synod, in the Southeastern Minnesota Synod, who are navigating the complexities of a changing world. Many congregations are trying to figure out what it means to be generous, what it means to partner in new ways. I think of Root Prairie and Chatfield Lutheran Churches, who are now partnered together in really meaningful ways following Jesus. When I think about communities of faith and how people ministered to one another the way the angels ministered to Jesus, I also think about you, the people of St. John's Lutheran Church. I think about the ways that you show up for each other, the ways that you are church for each other, extending compassion and care and love. 
not necessarily trying to have all the answers for this complicated world, but instead showing up with love and a listening ear. We walk together. We give each other grace. And this is what it means to be church. There's a Japanese ceramic art called kintsugi. It was invented about 500 years ago when an emperor dropped one of his favorite vessels and it broke into many pieces. So in the art of kintsugi, it is a way of fixing a broken piece of pottery with gold. So imagine with me a piece of pottery that breaks onto the ground into four or five different pieces. With kintsugi, wherever there is a break, that break is filled in with powdered gold, which then solidifies. This strengthens the vessel and also adds to its beauty and complexity. If an artist wants to repair a piece of pottery in this way, they go into it knowing that transformation will be required. That piece of pottery is never gonna look the way it did before if it's repaired with gold rather than some kind of invisible glue. The artist knows the object won't be like it was before and that will be okay. In fact, that will be good. For practitioners of the art, the ceramic art of kintsugi, brokenness is part of existence. And it's something to be embraced and not disguised. The season of Lent is, in many ways, a lot like kintsugi. It's a season of the church year when we acknowledge together, collectively, that we are broken as individuals, as communities, as congregations, as families, as a world. We've all experienced brokenness, and we experience it throughout our whole lives. We are all on a lifelong journey of brokenness and repair, of woundedness and healing. It's a cycle that continues our whole lives. And on this road of woundedness and healing, of brokenness and repair, we're perpetually surrounded by the love of God in Christ that welcomes us exactly as we are. Thanks be to God that we don't ever have to hide or pretend that we're not broken. Thanks be to God that in Christ, grace is what fills in the broken spaces. And just like the angels did not require anything from Jesus in order to attend to him and serve him and support him, God doesn't require anything from us either. That's grace. That's the gift. That's the gold that fills in the cracks in the pottery. We worship a God of compassionate healing and repair. Always present, always bringing the pieces of our lives back together and inviting us into deepened relationship with God, with one another, and with the world around us. So this is what it means to be church. And we get to be church together. Church together for the sake of the world. Thanks be to God. Amen.